Welcome to another edition of Lens Burning Bush. I am Len Harvey. And before I bring on my guest for the week, I want to talk about what's really burning my bush. So let me say pretty clear, no one cares about what your Wordle score is. And even if we even knew what this was all about, we still would not care. Have you seen this new thing now on Facebook and Twitter where people show their scores, etc.? Well, apparently, this is a real thing. Yes, it is a real thing and is making someone some money. So I figured I would do a little digging to find out a little bit more for people that don't understand what this Wordle thing is. Now, the sudden hit Wordle in which once a day players get six chances to guess a five-letter word. Why you need six chances, I don't know. Again, haven't played it, don't want to play it, not really interested. But apparently, this has been acquired by the New York Times. Yes, the paper of record, the New York Times, when papers were, I guess, a thing. But uh, the purchase announced by the Times on Monday reflects the growing importance of games like crosswords, which they've been doing for years, uh, spelling bee, in the company's quest to increase digital subscriptions to $10 million by 2025 because... People are not subscribing to the paper anymore. So they're getting all kinds of other stuff. Now, Wordle was, a, was acquired from its creator, Josh Wordle. That's W-A-R-D-L-E. He was a software engineer in Brooklyn. Of course, he's made a hefty sum of more than almost, uh, let's see, seven figures, low seven figures for this. That's uh, not too shabby. Now, the company said that the game would initially remain free. Of course, it's not going to remain free. We, we all know that. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, they say it's going to remain free, and that means you're going to have to start paying for it. And then, of course, no one would be doing their scores. But, again, it says that uh, it would remain free for new and existing players. Wordle, the name is a cheeky pun on its creator's name, uh, Wordle. So um, had some striking rise. Now, apparently, it appeared as a no-frills ad-free website back in October and had about 90 users as of November 1st. But get this, now over 300,000 people in the middle of the month, and now millions play the game daily. That's according to the New York Times. So it's not that everyone is playing this game, but the feature which enables users to share their performance with the rows of five bricks indicating how close they were to guessing the correct word. For many of us that don't understand it like me, Here's how it works. And again, I'm going to do this for you. A green brick indicates that the letter is correct and the exact location. Now, a yellow brick indicates that the letter appears in the word, but in a different place. And a gray or black brick indicates that the letter does not appear anywhere in the word. I don't know about you guys, but I'm out. I mean, this is way too much for me. But you get one chance to put those hints to good use. You could try the performance and guess the word of the day in three, two, or even one and go. Simple stuff, but it's incredibly compelling for people. So is it just a word game? Well, big deal. Yeah, it's just a word game, but super popular. As I mentioned, over 300,000 people plus play it every day. So that popularity may sound perplexing, but they're tiny little details that result in everybody going bonkers for this Wordle game. So one person that could care less about this, and I'm not sure about my guests, but it is definitely me because I really could care less about this. With that being said, it's time to bring on my guest for the week. He is making his second appearance on the show. He last appeared way back in episode 22, and that was the Positive News Network episode back in September of 2020, and that way back when, 
and he's a news reporter extraordinaire at 1010 Winds in New York. Longtime friend Glenn Shuck will appear on Lens Burning Bush. And Glenn, let me see if I can get you up on the big screen. And uh, Glenn, how are you? Uh, nice to see you. It's nice to see you. Look at this. We're we're uh, commiserating via uh, you know the streaming thing now. You got all kinds of craziness. We don't just have to talk on the telephone anymore. We have all these great things, and now we're seeing each other live via stream. And of course, you could be watching this on YouTube. And make sure you're subscribed, whatever that craziness is. But what is your opinion of this Wordle nonsense? Well, I have to say, you know, you didn't tell me what your subject of the day was. And it's ironic because I was, I've was i been talking to people about this nonstop for days. I, m- I may be switching my opinion on it, and you may not be happy with that. Initially, I kept thinking, you know, I see my, my other news colleagues doing this morning, noon, and night when they're working. And I'm thinking to myself, maybe I'm just an old man. I'm like, should, should you be doing this when you're working? Um, you know, nonstop. I keep seeing this coming posted on Facebook or Twitter as, as we're all at news stories, these other reporters are doing Wordle. Um, I'm thinking, there's got to be something about this that's really interesting. And I have never done it. I, I kind of get uh, how it's done. I've never done it. Um, and I probably won't. But in listening to you, um, I think maybe it's just, maybe I'm easing it back a little. Again, I'm not going to do it, Len. But I think, you know, we've gone through a lot of weird times, tough times of stress and COVID and some people on unemployment. Unfortunately, maybe somebody was sick. Maybe this is just a nice way for people to pass the time. And I have to say, it's better than a lot of the stuff that's posted on social media in terms of, uh, you know, in terms of anger and bitterness and political stuff. So maybe I'm easing up on this just a little. At first, I was like, come on, do we have anything else better to do? But now I'm thinking, well, I guess there's worse things to be doing. Absolutely. And, and I have no problem with the game. Not at all. Let's do what you do. I, I always say, be you, do what you do. I just don't need to see it every minute that yeah. your score is. I don't care every day that you've hit this score or you've made this thing. Again, I don't care. You do <laughs> what you do. I don't need to know about it. Okay, that's my point is I don't need to see all these people posting every day. We got celebrities doing it too, and it's just driving me. I, I Again, maybe, again, I, I'm, I am the uh, curmudgeon on the lawn, uh, get off my lawn, but uh, I have no problem with people doing it for their therapy. I mean, we all need something to do, like you said, but I don't need to see it like every day with your scores, right? Do we need that? It's just, you know, craziness. Well, well, I guess people want us to write back and say, hey, you're awesome, or yeah, good job, yeah. or I don't know. I guess people are looking for uh, a pat on the back, I guess. I don't know. I, I mean, uh, I, I agree with you. I see a name and it pops up and Yeah, I didn't know what it, it was. So, And I'm like, okay. I don't, I don't know what to say, but, you know, congratulations to you. Right. Exactly. And, and as a, rep, a reporter, I wanted to understand, like, what it was. So I did some research, right? I did what I need to do. I'm still out. I'm not playing it. But I understand maybe this is why people, you know, they get excited over. There was words with friends for a while. We had all these nonsense, yep. right? That was another thing where didn't Alec Baldwin get thrown off an airplane for playing words with friends or something <laughs> like that? Didn't he Didn't he get, I mean, there was another, you know, there's so many different games that we've played. Uh, there's the, uh, you know, the Angry Birds, right? Didn't we have that? And we had all these other non, the nonsense stuff. People love it. I uh, I don't know. I, I barely play any of the uh 
I used to. I still have an old Atari twenty six hundred that I that I bought, and I have some games that I play on that. <laughs> so I want to go back to nineteen seventy nine. You know what I'm saying? And play uh, all these old old games. But well, it's a phase. You know, this is probably just another phase. I mean, are we going to hear about this six months from now? I would tend to think maybe not. No, I, I would agree with you. Uh, another not phase, but another scores and. Uh, we've got the Winter Olympics uh, now, and I'm just trying to figure out if I care anymore. Uh, I know that Bob Costas has come out and say, you know, he, uh, unfortunately, you know, his friends over at NBC are having some issues because of all the challenges. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, he said, many of my friends and colleagues at NBC have been dealt the worst hand imaginable, Costas told the New York Times, from the lack of spectators due to China's COVID-19 restrictions. I, I don't know. What do you, as I get older, I, the Olympics is one of those things. I did an episode about the Summer Olympics. If it was held in my backyard, I would close the shades and tell them to turn the lights off when they were done. <laughs> now, winter is a little bit more exciting. I love the hockey. Um, I did like, used to like the speed skating. But again, I don't know what it is about me, but the I, I pick and choose my sports now, and Olympics is, I'm not that excited about. So you don't watch curling? No. No, I don't. I don't want to watch curling. It's funny, too. You or I are, well, we are both around the same age. I'm a little older than you. I remember, though, growing up, even high school into college, I wouldn't miss a minute of the Olympics. I mean, I, right. I, no, I I'm, I'm with you. I, I'm, I, I was loved the, it. I was the same way. And, I, you know, the 19, nothing better than the 1980 Olympic hockey. And I think maybe, and I, I talked about this on, you know, one of my episodes as well, maybe I peaked so much at the 80 Olympics and maybe 84. We had such great things that it just started to take a trend during the whole Tanya Tanya Harding thing. That's kind of when it went downhill for me. Like after that, I really didn't care anymore. But it could be because as a kid, we cared more than we do now. Well, yeah, I guess maybe we have more time. But yeah. on top of that, too, I mean, I I was pretty psyched to watch the hockey too. But uh, the NHL players are not involved, right? So I don't know. Yeah, I, I, again, I don't I think they are. No, so that kind of took it out for me. You know, it's like I was kind of jazzed to see that, but. Uh, I, I flipped it on a couple of times in the last couple of days when it first started just to get a glimpse. I haven't really watched more than five minutes of it. No, I haven't even watched five minutes. You're, you're, you've got me beat. Uh, but the Olympics is on, and you can apparently watch it for the next couple of weeks uh, if you do like that. But one thing that we are going to watch, and that is the Super Bowl. I would imagine you're going to watch the Super Bowl, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, and the Cincinnati Bengals, the home team here in uh, northern Kentucky, Cincinnati area, has made it to the Super Bowl for the first time since – Long before Moses parted the Red Sea, it seemed, um, the uh, 1989-1990 uh, Super Bowl, right? Um, that was Boomer Esiason and then the famous drive by Montana to go down the field, right? Yeah. I think. So that Are uh, you a, how, so how big is the buzz about Joe uh, Burrow out there? Is, that, oh, is he it, like the man? It is fantastic. Matter of fact, I have a story that's just funny you bring that up. Um, he is such a great guy. He is, uh, he's originally from Ohio. I don't know if you know that, but Joe Burrow is doing everything he can to make everybody like him. He's very hard not to like, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so after last Sunday, quarterback Joe Burrow got a request from one of his childhood idols, uh, Kid Cuddy, a, a rapper Burrow grew up admiring. So I don't know. Do you know Kid Cuddy? I, I think it's Cuddy. C-U-D. Not really. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Uh, again, two old men talking about Kid uh, Cuddy, right? I'm being uh, honest. Yeah, I no, don't know. I, I have no idea. This is what happens when you you go to a you watch some of these uh, uh, Grammys now, and you're like, who is this? I remember when I heard the weekend, I was like, what was it? Lover Boy coming on? What the the weekend? Everybody's, you know, I didn't know who that was. But anyway, uh, so Burrow grew up admiring him and congratulated uh, Burrow on taking the Bengals to the Super Bowl and asked him for his game jersey. 
from the overtime victory against Kansas City last week. So it didn't sound uh, like Burrow had given it much thought. On Friday, Cuddy tweeted about the exchange and sent a picture of Burrow's grass stain number nine. He said yes and sent it right away. So what a great wow. guy. Joe Burrow sends his jersey out to Cuddy. Uh, that is amazing. So it's the first time, first uh, conference championship since the 88 season. And it's just kind of amazing, the Bengals. But I, I want to bring up a point about the Bengals here because I was never a fan of the Bengals. I, I, I like another team in the same division. I won't mention that. But I've been liking them for, you know, 40, 50 years. You know, obviously, as an old man, that's they were great growing up, right? So I would always get upset with these guys because they would just be like that little brother just kind of, oh, you know, we, we beat you in a regular season game. You know, that doesn't mean anything, right? Win a postseason game, and that, and that was my big deal. So last Sunday, I went out uh, because after the, the two wins and everything, I figured, what, what the heck, I'll go out and go with my friends. I, I had been not going to watch the game outside. I've been watching it inside. But I figured I'll go to a bar and experience it and understand what they're going through. So when the Bengals, it was, it was the end of the, the game, and they were winning, obviously, and I could see people crying. And I get it now because I've been spoiled as a fan. As a Yankee fan, you know, we had a little bit of a rough patch from, you know, from 80, uh, 1980 to 1996. We had a little bit of a rough patch uh, recently. But all in all, we're pretty spoiled, Glenn, you know, with the Yankees, right? I'm oh, yeah. pretty spoiled with the Steelers even because, you know, they they've won six Super Bowls and they and they they've done it and they usually make the playoffs every year. Even this year they stunk, but they they still made the playoffs. But my point is, is you never understand another team's what they're going through until you actually see it. And and I went around and congratulated all of the fans that were in the bar and I said, you know, this is fantastic, good for you because before I was kind of upset maybe they would win, but now I'm I'm happy. And I'm not saying I'm rooting, you know, heavy. I don't want to ruin it for the fans if they win the Super Bowl. But it would be nice for the city of Cincinnati, which is a great city. I don't know if you've ever been, but it is a great city. It is a great city. The Reds have won. The Reds haven't won since 90. Now the Bengals have, you know, so the Bengals have never won the Super Bowl. They, in 82, they lost again to the 49ers and then again in, uh, in 19, you know, 90. But I just don't, uh, I don't understand, uh, I didn't understand it before, but now I do. And I am just happy for them because it was just a great thing. And Joe Burrow has come along. He has done a great job. And, you know, he, he's won more postseason games than most, right? I mean, than Dak Prescott in one postseason. <laughs> well, imagine my – I'm a Jets fan. How about that? I mean, you know, uh, we haven't yeah. won a Super Bowl since 1969. So, so mean, you have – It you, might be the same way. It, it, it is because I think when the Jets finally do it again, and I don't know. It doesn't look good for – I'm just no. – I, I still don't see them ever – I mean, they got their quarterback, but is he really the quarterback? He's not He's not Joe Burrow. Uh, no. I, we can see that. He's a decent quarterback, but that's the problem. You, you can't get – you can't keep getting it wrong over and over again. And the Bengals were always getting it wrong, but they finally have gotten it right. They got Jamar Chase. They got – so kudos to the Bengals for, for doing it. But if the Jets and the Lions ever get in the Super Bowl, that would be a miracle. Right. If so, I was always a thing. If Tom Brady had ever gone to the Lions, that would have been to me. That's the team he should have went to. Right. If he can win with the Lions, then you could say your greatest of all time nonsense. Uh, I don't agree uh, with the greatest of all time stuff anyway, because it's very hard. Because as someone who grew up 
you know, we grew up in the uh, in the late 60s, 70s, you know, and there were some great teams and great players and great, you know, and you watch Joe Montana. Don't you think Joe Montana could could have gone to a team today and done what he did and maybe even eclipsed? I mean, if you think about Matthew Stafford and all these guys throwing for close to 5,000 yards, you don't think Joe Montana could have done that? Oh, totally, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, when you talk about Brady, you know, that's happened this week too. I mean, I don't think you can dispute probably, though, that he is the greatest. I don't know if he's the greatest football player of all time, but he's the greatest quarterback. I mean, well, right? I, I, would, I would say the rules have changed. He has done a great job with the rules. You cannot argue with 10 Super Bowls. But my problem with naming the greatest of all time, it maybe should be the greatest of the, gen- of the generation or of the, of the time we're living in now. Because I don't think you could say, you know, I mean, think about it. There's a lot of quarterbacks out there that were, were dissing, like Johnny Unitas, or we'd, maybe we didn't see him play. Otto Graham, I heard, was really good, right? Never saw him play. There's so many guys that we forget. We're so into the moment that we don't understand that, you know, the rules were different. I mean, you watch some guys throw the ball, and you're like, well, Terry Bradshaw did the same thing. He threw the ball like that. You know, I mean, it, it, there's... There's a lot of things. Stallback was very good. There, you know, some quarterbacks in the in that generation. Then you had Montana. And how about this? The Ravens are, you know, obviously they they've got a great quarterback and and and, and all that. And the running quarterbacks like Mahomes. But did they not see Steve Young play? Steve Young was Mahomes before Mahomes, right? Am yeah, I missing that's something? True. No, you're if right. If you put Steve Young today on the Kansas City Chiefs, and you put him in this set of rules, he might throw for 600 yards and run for 140. I mean, I'm, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I just think it's – I'm I, just happy that, you know, it's nice to see some different teams in here. I mean, yes. I mean, you know, and I'm from New York, so everyone says you're going to pick on the Patriots, who I can't stand anyway. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> you know, but it's nice, you know, it's nice to see that, you know, either one of these teams wins, it's going to mean so much for that franchise, right? I mean, you figure Cincinnati, if they win this, oh. my goodness – I mean, it, that changes their their franchise for many years. And the Rams, too, I guess, right? When was the last time? They, they, you know, they've been in Super Bowls. But Vince I mean, Ferragamo. Vince Ferragamo All right. in 1980. But they also got there recently with Jared Goff. See, that's the thing. They traded everything for Stafford and several other players. But they have, you know, done a good job with uh, with this team. Obviously, they went all in. They put their chips in the middle. And you can't blame them. I mean, Stafford's a good quarterback. But if they don't win the Super Bowl, then what did they really gain, right? Jared Goff got them to the Super Bowl also. So it's Well, I'm rooting for the Bengals, I think. Yeah. I can say that. You know, and the funny part is, I think the Jets beat them in the regular season this year. Yes, yes. That is crazy. The Jets. (laughs) Which I don't know how that ever happened. Well, that was their, the Jets, that was when they had that one quarterback that all of a sudden for like two weeks was like the talk of the town. I can't even remember. Yeah, White. He was the talk of the town. And and now we don't even know who he is anymore. It's like, you know, you just go out. It's crazy. But we are so, NFL is one of those week to week leagues that every week there's another hot take of someone else who did something good the week before. It is so crazy. Um, it, it is just, you know, amazing uh, how the NFL works. It is, a, it is just a machine, a marketing machine that continues to get better and better. But baseball, not so much. And we've had some issues with baseball. Now we have a work stoppage. What, what do you think about this? I mean, we could see spring training delayed. We could see all this. It's just, to me, greedy owners again, right, trying to – Get more, well, more the money. Sad, you know, the sad part about that is, you know, it's still America's pastime. I love baseball. Oh, I'm, you know, I love baseball. It's and my it's sad favorite. that, you know, 
the average person I talk to in New York City is going to say the same thing. They're going to say, wait a minute. We went through a pandemic. We had all this on our plate. We can't wait to get back to the game. And now they don't want to play. You know, and, yeah. and their whole, you know, people's issue with athletes is that they don't get, they just don't get it. Um, you know, for whatever, it certainly doesn't look like spring training is going to happen. Um, and I think they said the drop that, you know, if by March 1st, they're not playing spring training games. They're probably not going to play regular season. That would be a terrible shame. I mean, it's just, uh, it's awful. There's so many other things we need to be worried about. Not, not that we can't get to a baseball game. You brought up a great point though. It is such a great thing to do. So I brought Steven, my son who turned 21 over the, the summer, but this was just before his 21st birthday. We, um, we went in August, uh, late July, early August to see the, uh, Mets and the Yankees play. We, not they play together. They, I, I went to see the Mets on Sunday and the Yankees on Monday. They played the Orioles, and the Yankees, of course, got killed on the, <laughs> on the yeah. day that we went to watch them. But let me tell you, the look, you know, either that Visa commercial that, or MasterCard, rather, everything else there is MasterCard. You know, it doesn't matter how much you spend, but when you get to sit in a ballpark, you're having a hot dog or whatever with your son and taking yep. him to New York where you grew up, and it's just kind of nice to be able to go to the new Yankee Stadium and the new city field. And we had a great weekend. We went, we, we did this and people don't understand baseball. Oh, it's too slow. You know what? No, it's not. It's nice to go to a ball game. There's nothing better in person than a major league baseball game. And I don't, I could stand on anything like that. And I, I have been, I love hockey in person. Hockey postseason is definitely up there, but a baseball game outdoors on a gorgeous day it, it, there's nothing better. A hot dog and a beer and, and just sitting there and watching a ball game. I'm sorry. I'm going to miss that. And if they, they don't do this, who knows? I mean, we could see they might not come back. I mean, the, the, already they're like the fourth sport now where they used to be the first sport. So it's crazy. Yeah, and I feel bad for the younger players too, right? Yeah. You have younger – you know, there's not many minor league systems now. These young major leaguers want to play, you know, and it's uh, I saw some of that in the Yankees last year with some of the young guys that were trying to make the team. And, you know, you you know, I hate to see this happen where they miss even a couple of weeks. So fingers crossed that that doesn't, but it doesn't look good, right? No, it does not. The major league baseball announced on Friday that it would not accept the owner's request for an independent mediator um, via the federal. Why would you not have a mediator? I don't understand that. I have no, you don't want it resolved. (laughs) Well, Rob Manford, you know, it's funny. um, You look at bad commissioners and Bud Selig was not exactly a great commissioner, but, Bud would have not let this happen. And I, I don't know what's going on with Manford, but he hasn't done a really good job. That whole Houston thing, he didn't do a good job with that. He he is um I don't know if he's afraid to do anything, but he's just not been good. Well, let's just hope they get it resolved. I, I mean, hope so. um, it would be a shame if it's, you know, May something and there's no baseball. That would be it's just I don't know. It's weird. Well, like I've been saying, football has done a great job with being able to just, you know, people just talk about the draft. They will, people will move on. And that's the bad part about it. Baseball is such a great sport, but people will move on. If you do not, you know, uh, you know, the old saying, if you build it, they will come. They had such a great thing with the, with the game in Iowa and and they're going to lose all that. It's just, Oh, it's terrible. I I'm with you. Um, it's, it's, it's crazy. The regular season is supposed to start March 31st and, we are no closer to that, and I don't. I don't see that uh, that that happening. And, and you know, we did. I, we survived the '94 work stoppage, but you know, if it wasn't for Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire in 1998, baseball might not have ever come back. That whole you know home run chase. Although we know now that it wasn't legit, <laughs> but it's still it was great television. It was great theater, right? Every night. 
Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm going to get out to Cincinnati eventually. We'll meet you there, and I'll go, we'll go to a game. I hope so. I hope we're playing. I like Riverfront. It's beautiful there. I like Bone. It's crazy. So uh, we talked about the the greatest of all time, I guess, Tom Brady. Uh, you know, it's, again, I'm begrudgingly saying that. I, I think we have to really look at um, everything, but – I will say he's the greatest of this generation. No question about that. So Mark Wahlberg uh, spoke this week with uh, Mark um, Malkin on Variety, and he talked about the retirement, and he kind of wanted to – he was thinking about uh, playing Bill Belichick in a movie. Mark Wahlberg, uh, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, wants (laughs) to play – wants to play uh, Bill Belichick in the movie or whatever they're going to do for Tom Brady because you know there's going to be – a Tom Brady. We had a Kurt Warner movie come out this year. There's got to be a Tom Brady movie. Is there a part for you in that movie? Is what I'm wondering. I don't. I don't think so. They don't like me. So they. I, I love Mark Wahlberg though. <laughs> yeah, I, I do too. I, I actually got. Uh, you know, Donnie has been my. Fa- I've been watching Blue Bloods, and I, I yeah. love Donnie too. And you know, you just look at the talent in that family. It's just, it's just, it's tremendous. But yeah, he wants to play the head coach. Would Would you think that he'd be good? He was. He was great in that. Uh, Philadelphia Eagle movie, uh, Vinny, I forget the name of it, what it was called, but it was a Disney movie where he plays the uh, the player for the Eagles, the real-life player that – Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I think he would be good. I, mean, I think he's really yeah. good at – I was never a huge fan of him initially, and I, but I have to say his body of work now, he's actually a really talented guy. Oh, absolutely. I, mean, so, I yeah, would say – yeah. I would like to see that. Well, of course, being from, you know, Mass, you know, they got, they love the the Patriots, the Pats, you know, Uh, him and uh, Matt Damon and uh, Ben Affleck and all those guys that are like, love the pay, the Pats got to love it, you know, Um, but now we'll see what happens. The Patriots have their quarterback uh, and again, the Jets are, I guess we're still waiting. I mean, we don't know, right? Is he going to be anything? Uh, Well, the problem with the Jets is, you know, they never have a good supporting cast. I mean, you could put, you know, poor Sam Darnold came in here and they, you know, he got beat up and then shipped out. And, you know, I hope the same thing doesn't happen for Zach because, uh, you know, if you're not, you know, in football, you think Brady could win a Super Bowl in Tampa if he had the Jets offensive line there? I doubt it. No, that's, you know, what, I, that's what I said. If you can win a Super Bowl with the Jets or, or Tampa. So any of these quarterbacks that, that think that they've had a great career, you need to win a Super Bowl with the Jets. And if you do that, if you bring it, even Brett Favre couldn't bring a playoff, whatever, to the Jets. Remember, he came in for the last year and, um, uh, Boomer tried. They all they've all tried, right? I mean, the only one that uh, Vinny Testaverde got him close, got him to the AFC Championship game in 1998 against the Broncos, and then they lost, and that was uh, the last of. It's been brutal. Well, the talk in New York always is, you know, who's going to get there first, the Jets or the Giants? Like I, I, you know, and the Giants, you know, you know, ten years ago won the Super Bowl, and it's been pretty much straight downhill for them. So, uh, I, it's, it's amazing. I think probably the Jets are on a faster track than them. Um, but what, what year that is, I don't know. I don't I mean, know. The giants really have made some mistakes. They got, they got a whole new crew again and it's, we'll see how, how that goes. So why don't we this talk? Is fun. This, yeah. this is fun talking sports. I like this. Yeah. yeah I haven't, I, I don't usually do that. You know, we talk about other stuff. My guests are not always sports fans. I knew you'd appreciate uh, all of this and talking football and, and New York. And it's like, I, you know, it reminds me of the days of WFAN. I think the Rangers should trade Mark Messier and whatever. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> WFAN. Hey, Long time listener, first time caller. How you doing? <laughs> That's what I, I was hoping for. We could do a WFAN kind of deal and, and, 
Well, we could. Yeah. No, I I love it. I think um, you know the the Giants. Hopefully, will get better. We hopefully we'll have baseball in in, in some time in uh, in there. But uh, why don't you um, give a little bit about what you're doing now? Uh, you're you were covering stories yesterday, and uh, weather was an issue. Uh, why don't you get into what you're doing at uh, Ten Ten Wins? Well, um, actually, and I can share this news on here too. We um, we actually, you know, we've always been the most listened to all news radio in the country, which is really an honor. Uh, the first all news radio station in 1965, and um, we, in mornings when I work, and I work four in the morning till around noon, we're the most listened to morning program in all of New York City, including a lot of misses um, in the morning. In terms of uh, you know, up against some very stiff competition like uh, Elvis Duran or um, Scott Shannon and um many others so it's you know we're we're in a real role right now you know we're we're very as we talked about in the past we're you know very straightforward no no bias on our news reporting and it seems to uh pay off in terms of you know building a a base of people who rely on you for the news and without opinion so uh you know new york i always say it it seems like every day there's some kind of story here that becomes a national story whether it's a, a you know we lost these two young police officers recently um you know, COVID obviously has been pretty devastating for New York and New Jersey. So densely populated. Uh, the Omicron was horrible here for a couple of weeks. And now it literally has gone down to nothing uh, in the last week. The cases dropped 90 percent, I think. So it's wow. that's good news. Um, weather issues this time of year. Uh, new mayor. Uh, so there's so, there's a lot going on here. Now, I always remember uh, Tenton wins when I was a kid. I always remember you give us 22 minutes. We'll give you the world. Right. Is that still yeah. kind of the, the, the slogan? Is. So the slogan, it's the truth. And, and I think what we are missing on television now is real news. The only news you get now is the local TV stations doing their news. Um, because all these channels, even CNN and Fox and all of these, MSNBC, they got, they've gone to these opinion shows, and I can't stand them. I'm like, can we just read the news anymore? That's all I want is the news. I don't need your opinion. I don't care what way you're leaning. I just want to hear the news, right? What's the stories of the day? And I, as someone who did radio and did news in the morning, you just want to read the news. Why, why do I care about your opinion? I don't well, I'll let you form your own. Right. I mean, that's what we exactly. try to do. You know, you know, we, 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 you know, in a very quick span, we're very fast moving, you know, weather traffic, which people want the top story or two local story, national story, quick little sports blurb, and then, and then let you form your decision from the news. You know, we're a type of format where people will tune in maybe, you know, 10, 12 minutes. They're not usually listening for an hour. Yeah. They might come back in an hour and listen again, but we're very here. Here's it's, it's not even headlines. It's beyond that. Cause we get into more depth than that. And we have some very good reporters, I think, if I may pat myself on the back. Well, you're, but, you're, uh, you're tremendous. You've always been that way. But I think the reason why you guys are so successful is because in this day and age, you cannot find news on television. And radio is still a great source of you're in the car and you want to hear just a couple of stories. You get to the news, you get to the traffic, get to the weather. What do I got to wear today? Do I, do I need a coat? I mean, those are the type of things that we care about. And I don't care about somebody's opinion on these, these shows. Cause if you try to turn on any one of the major networks, it's all about, uh, opinions, right? Who did this? Who did what? What's going to happen? Blah, blah, blah. You know, read the news. Let's, let's hear what it is. Everything's breaking news too. It's always breaking well, you news. you know, and we're told, you know, obviously all of us have opinions, right? I mean, I Oh, do, we all do, do, of course. Right. Yeah, we I'm on this show. Right? This, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this show based on my opinion. <laughs> and this is the most opinion I'll give on something yeah. like that. And this is fun, you know, it, but it's, um, you know, we all have opinions, but, 
you know, we can't work at 1010 Winds. If we, you know, if I go on the air and say, you know, I'm at this protester in New York City, and boy, these people are really a bunch of, you know what, yeah. and this and that. I can't stand them. And they're Hillary supporters or Trump supporters. I, mean, I can't do that. No. That's not my job. You know, I'm, I'm reporting what I see, what people are saying to me, um, what the story is, and let people take it from there. And that's, again, <clears throat> I think that's what, why we're successful. And we're not allowed to post anything like that on social media about our own opinions on any platform. Because, you know, my name is associated with the radio station, and just like our other anchors and yeah. reporters. We are we are to not give any opinion. I'm tempted a lot of times. Oh. You know, I'm, I'm, hu- I'm human, too, but I, I don't do it because that's why people trust us. No, you know. exactly. And, and I think everybody gets offended uh, over things. And, and, you know, it's it's the uh, I don't know if you saw this week, but there was a whole to do with Rudy Giuliani appearing on uh, or Mass Singer, Mass Singer. And, yeah. and then people walked off Ken Johnson and uh, and Robin Thicke, and they walked off the stage. And I'm <clears> like, I know you don't like Rudy Giuliani, but why do you have to walk? Like, why do people, why can't we just deal with things? Why do we have to just automatically take your ball and go home and, and go back to the, you know, the kid on the playground that just takes his ball and goes home? Well, I still hope that this may end eventually. I think, um, there are some news outlets and without naming them, you know, whose ratings have suffered because of constant opinion. Yeah. Uh, I think people are getting weary of it. There are always going to be some that want that. Um, who will always go to CNN or always go to Fox or MSNBC. But I, I think it's, um, you're going to see a reboot here pretty soon. I think people are getting tired of it. Um, and you know, and it's proven by the fact that, you know, d- areas that do non-bias type reporting like ours are doing well in the ratings. So that would, you know, you're in the business for ratings and to make money. So if these stations' ratings start falling, they're going to have to f- change how they're moving forward. So. Good. Well, we could hope that. And like I said, you'll give us 22 minutes. We give you the world, and we give Glenn Chuck, who does a great job on 1010 Wins. Now, how can you, uh, since I'm, I'm, we're out of the area, so we want to listen to 1010 Wins, how can we do that? Actually, you know, we're owned now by, if you've heard about the company, Odyssey. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. AU, yeah. So it's the and, and we're doing, you know, and you should mention, you talked about that, too, about getting news. Our digital platforms are really what are increasing dramatically. Um, so our Odyssey app, for example, you just go to the Odyssey app and any Odyssey station. I think we have 126 stations on our company from 1010 Wins to our sister station, WCBS to WFAN. You can just go right in there, hit the button and listen from Australia if you want. So it's kind of fun. That is a lot of fun. And I uh, follow you on Twitter at uh, give me your Twitter handle so we can put it on there, too. Oh, yeah, it's just uh, at Glenn Shuck, G-L-E-N-N-S-C-H-U-C-K. Same for Instagram. That's it. Um, you are the man. do a lot of the stuff on Twitter, though, too. And uh, But, again, the Odyssey app is pretty cool if you want to check it out. It's, um, it's a good way to you know to get, you, get your news or your, you know, arena, classic rock, this, that, the other thing. You know, we have a lot of good news stations in our company in, in Los Angeles and Chicago and Boston, Miami. I mean, we, we try to get all the bases covered. San Francisco, too. Yeah, well, so. it's all good. It's like the Huey Lewis song. Or yes, exactly. <laughs> San Francisco. Yeah, but you know what? To, um, yeah. Keep the faith. I always say. I think uh, yeah. you know the the country's been through a lot politically, pandemic, everything else. Let's hope uh, we keep hoping for better days. So. Well, we can only hope for better days. But seeing you and talking to you, Glenn Chuck, is always a, always a treat. Um, and I, I appreciate you joining. You know, you can like Lens Burning Bush on Facebook at Lens Burning Bush. Follow along at Lens Burning Bush on Twitter. The YouTube channel um, is up and running as well. We we're going to stream. We're streaming this um, the video portion. It'll be streamed also on Facebook Live and on uh, on Twitter 
as well, at Lens Burning Bush. So follow along on that. You can listen on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, iHeartRadio. Tune in. You can ask Alexa to play Lens Burning Bush podcast and Amazon Music, as I mentioned, Stitcher, Pandora also. So there's a lot of uh, ways, anywhere you get your podcast, basically. But, uh, you know, it's been a lot of fun doing this. I'm approaching, this is episode 96. I'm approaching 100 episodes. I don't know what I'm going to do yet for my big 100th episode coming up on March uh, 5th, I believe, uh, the Saturday. will be my You better 100th. have balloons or cake or something. You know what I mean? I was thinking I like to eat. Maybe I'll just sit and eat for the 100th episode. I'll send you a pizza from New York. How about <laughs> hey, that? Pizza and bagels. I actually did order. Uh, I did order some bagels and locks from like this Gold Belly. Uh, and oh yeah, get, it was actually pretty good. I, I'll I, hook you up. Yeah, hook me I'll up with hook me up with some things there, well, Glenn yeah. Shuck. It's uh, always a pleasure. Thanks, Glenn Shuck. I'm Len Harvey. We'll be back with another episode of Lens Burning Bush next week. So long.